Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. It's Kyle O'Reilly. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Lou Gowen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. But you really should support Wrestle Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ollie told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Wrestle Talk. Or better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe. Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. I am Ollie Davis, a bit jet lagged from SummerSlam weekend. We are in Toronto, spiritually. And I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. Sorry for stepping on the end of your introduction. I didn't realize you were going to prolong the end of okay. my sermon. I, I think it felt fine. Oh, that's, uh, that's okay then. It was an audio landscape we created. Yeah. I was also quite tired this morning to the point when, when my alarm went off at 6 a.m. so I could get up and watch Raw, I thought my phone had made a mistake. Mm. I was like, there's no way it's six o'clock now. An erroneous alarm has gone off at 3 a.m. <clears throat> But no, it was 6am and I had to get up and watch Raw. I didn't have that trouble because I just slept through all my alarms and woke up like, you know, when your eyes just gently open and you're like, oh, this feels good. The the curtains are still closed. It must be about 5am and I've just woken up early ahead of the alarm. Turn to the left to see the 5am on the digital display. But it said 7.59. Oh, I've got a three hour Raw to watch. (laughs) I and got a script to write. A script to write, a video to record. I need to come up with fantastical headlines and thumbnail captions. And jokes. Well, I try. <laughs> I could just steal the jokes from Reddit. Yeah, well, that's always a, a way around it. Fun. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so you're not quite recovered from SummerSlam weekend then yet? No, no. And the, the most annoying thing is it's totally foreseeable. But I was, I think you get it as well. You just get optimistic about what one can accomplish in a day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought, hey... You know, we stayed up. I effectively missed an half a night's worth of sleep over the three days overall, I think. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I'll get up at six. I'll do Raw. I'll go to the gym. I had so many plans today. Got a lot of tax to pay. 
That's scary. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, then no, no, they can't do any of it, and it's a mad rush now. Yes. Um, I So I didn't have to sleep over at yours in the end after SummerSlam because we finished way earlier than I thought we would do. I ended up being home half an hour later than I was after NXT. Ten minutes Bloody lovely. Yeah. That was really, really lovely. And um, But on that morning of uh, the NXT into SummerSlam, I was like, uh, oh, no, sorry, on the SummerSlam, crikey. The morning after SummerSlam. Days don't mean anything They to really us don't. So I got home about half past seven, got into bed, fell straight back asleep. My wife was pootling about a little bit about 9am. That sort of woke me up. I just fell right back what asleep. What a cow! Again. And I just, well, I just fell right back asleep again. And, um, and then I was like, I'm going to set my alarm for midday. And I was like, that'll be lovely. So I set my alarm for midday. I actually woke up ahead of that, just slightly before. About 10 to 12, I woke up. You know, five hours sleep. And I thought, that'll have to do me, I suppose. And then I sort of dozed for a little bit. And then I woke up again. And I was like, I've got to leave the house. <laughs> I've literally got to leave now so I can go to work and be there in time for the 3 p.m. live stream. Mm. And, then, and then I was like, I mean, I may as well have just stayed at Ollie's really and just slept the entire time. We missed you. Oh, mate. Yeah, we had the cuddly toys laid out. You know, I sent you a picture of you, the bed that Anna had made. You did, yeah. The cuddly toys got in there. <laughs> I woke up. She thought it'd be funny to put our giant waist-high cuddly penguin called Monty in there. Along with Tiger, mm -hmm. who's from Ikea. Nice. We're adults. <laughs> uh, well, someone else who's an adult, segue, uh, it's Jaron Walker, our well, man on the ground. We should just say, sorry if you can hear the drilling. There's nothing we can do. And it's going to be like this for the next couple of weeks. But we think these mics won't pick it up. We're pretty sure on that. But again, if you can hear the drilling, apologies. Um, but yeah, we had this email in from Jaron Walker, who is our man in the ground. Um, yeah, Toronto. These. He was in Toronto for uh, SummerSlam and NXT. So he sent his email uh, to say, um, I've got one more event to go up in here, in reference to SmackDown. And I'm having a lot of fun so far. I thought it would be funny to tell you guys some of the off-camera stuff I've seen so far. Ooh, I hope it involves like the, the, the production technicians browsing into like the internet. On the screens. Mm. Remember when we sat behind the multicam yeah. editor? And it that was, was fascinating. They were looking at PNGs of hands. Yeah. Which very weird. Very weird. Yeah. Um, on the Saturday show, that was fine. Like you guys said, the best part of the night was me was the section using the green light song from WrestleMania 33. But, only, the green light. but only the O uh, O E O E O part for EO Shirai. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I always o -E -O. think of our dance routine. Yes. That was a five-second yeah, part of that. Kick out yeah. fist pumps. Yeah. That was my favorite transition <laughs> was, of the whole bit. It's because there was a big, like, we'd, we'd just done Toto Africa, yeah. and it, which was the ballet section, then into the boom, boom, boom. It was a lot of fun. Mm. Um, Sunday, SummerSlam, was awesome. There was a guy holding a sign that said, Uso DUI. It wasn't until <laughs> the end of the show. This is funny. You'll like this. It wasn't until the end of the show that I realized I was sitting right across from Kenny McIntosh. Kenny! He didn't react. Inside the ropes is Kenny. Exactly. He didn't react to anything. He'll say he did, though. On Twitter, he'll say, that was the best show I've ever seen. And only spoke to this tan guy with muscles, a grey tack top, and a backwards hat. After the show, as he was talking, as, as he was walking out, I screamed his name three times. He ignored me. Ah, Kenny. Kenny's usually very lovely, so that's... Yeah. Uh... He was right next to me, literally. Maybe he, because he's so humble as well, he probably just thought you were shouting at another more famous Kenny that you could see. Jaren says, no possible way he didn't hear me. Maybe if I chatted at Undertaker, he would have looked at me. But then he may have also started crying, so maybe it's best I didn't do that. 
Uh, Monday was super funny. This is obviously in reference to Raw. Uh, they did a commercial break segment where they had two kids competing in a game where they had to guess the superstar that matched the nickname that Not Renee gave them. The winner was promised an awesome prize. She asked one of the kids if he was excited for the game, and I swear on my life, he shrugged his shoulders at her. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, have you heard that they're now screening the kids? <laughs> they're they're checking with the kids first. Do you know who CM Punk is? Yes, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Because a couple of weeks ago, they asked a kid in the commercial break, and it went up to YouTube or something. Hey, do you? Who's the best in the world? And the kid, not even trying to be a smart, just went oh, CM, CM Punk. Punk. And yeah, so now they pre-rehearse these questions it's not just oh i'm gonna go up to a random person they've already selected the random kid yeah yeah he goes on the winning kid got a kurt hawkins t-shirt wow it was an awesome prize an awesome prize they promised everyone booed and then laughed really (laughs) hard (laughs) that's that great moment when everyone boos the same intentionally sweet thing and then everyone realizes huh we all found it funny yeah (laughs) Uh, right before the Drew versus Cedric match, while they were showing the replay of their feud or whatever, Cedric threw his t-shirt at Drew, Drew caught it, wiped his butt with it, then threw it away. I wish we saw that stuff on TV. They also did another segment where they showed the signs people brought on screen. Thank goodness there were no too soon to boo Romans this time, but they did show a little kid that said, I liked it raw. Ooh. <laughs> there was an audible... from uh. the crowd. The type that you give your uh, friend uh, did a backlip and landed on his face. Yeah. Anyway, one more night to go. If anything happens, I'm your guy. Nice. Well, thanks very much, Jaron. Watch this space, everybody else. Jaron Walker is not just a man on the ground in Toronto. He has other skills. He he has indeed. Yes. Um, This like a Z at the start of the word skills. I'm just going to read this uh, email very quickly. This comes in from Jem, who says, "Hey, uh, Luke, Ollie, Fakedor, Chopper, Blake, Hammy, piece of crap, but not high. You dastardly heel of the super chats, Randy Danson. I'm sending in this email because a couple of days ago, when I was listening to your podcast for the first time ever, I popped like a mark, so to say, while listening to any podcast. My pop was almost as hard as when I popped for the Gargano Cole three finish. I believe you guys were talking about accents." when Ollie mentioned how sometimes people will have a strong American accent but are actually Turkish and have gone to an international <laughs> school. This made me pop so hard because I am Turkish and attended an international school for seven years. Therefore, I've got a strong American accent. I don't know why I was so happy, but I guess it was the fact that I didn't see it coming. You guys mentioned things like that. Um, anyway, um, It's because we're incredibly smart yeah. and, and, and well-traveled. Yeah, so much love from your Turkish friend. Keep up the consistent consistency, Jem. I'm glad you popped. Uh, I'm, but also, another big part of that email is, why don't you enjoy the podcast more outside of that pop? I think why aren't you popping all the time? Because we mentioned something that was specific to him. Yeah, but we're also putting out great, consistent content well, that is true. all the time. Um, I actually found, you know, I've taken that as an insult. Remember, Gem. I brought up that. Is um, Gem spelt C E M? Yes. Yes. Remember, I brought up that email about uh, someone trying to explain rope break rules, and you said that's not true at all. I've actually found that email. So we'll, oh, re- cool. we'll, we'll read that out in the, in the second half there. We've got some other emails as well, but producer Pete is giving me the eyes because he wants he us to... He you. Well, he wants us to go live. And you, he did this on the NXT Ramble as well, me and Laurie recording. So I just kept speaking longer. Yeah, but it's because, three o'clock now. I know, but then he gets really frustrated. <laughs> He's just started pulling faces at me. Can you start doing the Wayne's World <laughs> three, two, one thing, Pete? He's Mike's up. He's Mike's up. <laughs> well, well, let's get on with the show. No, I, that's my line. Yeah, let's get on with the show. <laughs> let's get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. 
diggity, dig, diggity dog. Right now, after a lengthy intro there, we're going to talk about Sasha Banks mm-hmm. returning yes. to WWE. We haven't seen her since WrestleMania where she lost the women's tag team titles, the prestigious women's tag team titles, the Iconics. Yep. Uh, she was with a team with Bailey. All reports are she was very upset with that decision backstage. Kind of understandably so, because she was like, I wanted to make these titles mean something. You're just giving them to a comedy act. Well, not only that, the report was they were told you're going to get a lengthy run with these belts to make them prestigious. So really, like the onus is then on you two to have the best matches you possibly can to make these tag titles really mean something. And at the first opportunity, they put them on a comedy tag team and did nothing with them. Following that, there's been reports following that that Vince McMahon actually didn't want to have the belts in the first place, which would explain why they're never on TV. Yeah, and also Sasha has been ineffectively booked for years, really. You know, compare it to her NXT run. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like pretty much every call-up. But then she disappeared for a while. Uh, There were many reports that she even tried to quit. You know, AEW is looking for female talent. Then she posted a load of Instagram pictures of her over in Japan. She's a huge fan of Japanese wrestling. Maybe she'd work for some Joshi promotions over there. Yeah. And then reports started to come out. They've actually hashed it out backstage and she'll be returning around August time. Lo and behold, the roar after SummerSlam here she is. Yes, there have been quite a few reports that she is set to come back in, you know, around this sort of time. But there's also been reports that she was going to be at Money in the Bank. She was going to be at this pay-per-view. She was going to be at SummerSlam. So I think it's kind of been sort of, I think a few people are probably just like, you know, throwing a dart, being like, she's going to be back. And, and if she's back then, I mean, I got it right, I guess. Yeah, but she's come back. She has come in back. In a very prominent position. Mm-hmm. And it just goes to show that even if... I don't think the strategy, even if you want to leave for AEW, is to sort of sit out because then WWE will just keep you under contract and freeze it and it will last forever, like the the reported case with Luke Harper. The best thing to do is, is sort of say your grievances, but don't ask for your release. Then WWE will hopefully either give you a massive raise or a push on TV like Sasha is. If if the push goes well and you become happy again, hey, stay with WWE. You're going to push them more money. If it doesn't, you've rodent out your contract and you can go to AEW anyway. Looking like a star. Yes. So Sasha's come back. It was a weird way to do it. I liked it overall, just maybe because I'm just happy to see her back. Yeah. That, and that's my feeling on it as well. I liked it because I'm glad to see Banks is back. I'm glad to see her as a heel as well on top oh, of yeah. that. Like, because she has needed this heel turn for some time now. Like, we've needed the proper boss to come back. So I liked it from that aspect. But I do think this was a bit of a, a failure of a segment in more ways than one. And I don't think I'm alone in that thought as well. Like, Housemate Simon really didn't like it, but he re- like he liked it for multiple reasons. Mm. And there was just a couple of things I didn't like. And I saw um, Jack from some channel, I've never yeah, heard of, whoever, those whoever they are. are. But he made the excellent point, which I really agree with, is that the commentary really, really hurt the segment. Not just because Michael Cole's bad. <laughs> He's produced poorly, and Renee's produced very poorly as well. Corey Graves made the whole thing about him and about how he's been telling us that she's going to do this. Basically trying to be Bobby Heenan with Hulk Hogan, but he's not Bobby Heenan, and Sasha Banks isn't Hulk Hogan, so it doesn't work. Like, it, it was just basically him going, shouting over everyone, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right. And when they did the recap 
of it. And you had the three commentators standing in a row. He was just standing there with a smug look on his face being like, I told you losers. And it's like, don't, you don't make this about you. You make this about the performers. Yeah, I can only think this is a direction give it, given to him backstage. Oh, yeah. Because in the last couple of months, Corey has become a bit obnoxious, unfortunately. Like, he's beg- like he was the saving grace of commentary. But now... Uh, not so much. Can I give you? Did you hear Cole's final line? No, what on was the segment? It? So that's Sasha, not boss time. Well, you're not far off. Sasha was wailing with this chair shot on Becky, and then she's walking up the ring, and Michael Cole solemnly goes, "Sasha made it boss time tonight." <laughs> he can't help himself. Anyway, so what happened was this was sure. If you're trying to do a serious angle, it didn't really come off that way. I find I found this quite funny, which is where a lot of my amusement and enjoyment comes from. Uh, so Natalia comes down to the ring with her arm in a sling, selling, what a novel concept, the yes, injuries she took the previous night when Becky Lynch uh, made a tap in the disarmor in that submission match. She said, she said ah, I can't speak today. She said she had dislocated her elbow and then she starts to talk about like a sort of start of a babyface promo. She's in Toronto and she says, almost a year ago, my dad died. You know, something that, of course, would affect someone a lot, and apparently it affected her very deeply. Oh, yeah. She's talking about this. And then Sasha Banks's music hit. And we don't know she's meant to be a heel yet. I figured there has to be a heel turn there, because I'm like, <laughs> no babyface would come out and interrupt someone's eulogy. But this is the same company that booked an entire storyline around Natalia having to put her opponent through a table <laughs> with a picture of her dead father on. So I, f- I feel like WWE just they if this was another time if this was ten years ago they would be ribbing Natalia all the time because her father passed away. It's also a company that at SummerSlam told her to come out with a Canadian flag because she's in Canada and she's a Canadian. Then tell the Toronto fans to shut up. Yeah. <laughs> so remarkably, no one gave her much of a babyface reaction on this night. So yeah. So it was a, it was a weird dynamic. Sasha Banks comes out. People are like, huh, but Natalie was just talking about her dead father that you just interrupted. But then another load of people are like, hey, Sasha Banks is back. And I think that was the, the louder pop. Mm-hmm. She hugs a girl at ringside. That was nice. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so she is a baby face. She gets into the ring. She hugs Natalia too. I'm like, this is weird, but this is also classic bad baby face booking from WWE. I'm already thinking, okay, so they're trying to flatten her out already. So when she leaves to Adam. But then she just clobbers Natalia and takes off her purple wig. Oh, to complete the heel turn. It's actually really inspired. I really like that as well. To reveal a blue wig underneath. Yeah, I thought it was really, actually I, visually yeah. very cool. I really enjoyed it too. And she just like, as soon as she took off that hairpiece, her whole demeanor changed. She was heel boss Sasha Banks. Yep. Starts beating on Natalia. Becky Lynch runs down. She'd cut a promo earlier in the night about how... She's going to attack her next challenger before they get to her. Mm-hmm. So, you know, rightfully, she's like, oh, okay, Sasha's going to challenge me. Runs down there. They brawl. But Sasha gets a chair, starts wailing on Becky. I thought this was a very effective angle overall. Yes. Apart from the fact that the crowd were chanting, thank you, Sasha, and welcome back. So it's one of those deals where, like, <laughs> I enjoyed the angle in isolation. Yes. But the actual execution of it was quite misjudged. And misjudge is what I'm going to use. I'm going to use botched or terrible. 
misjudged is what I would mm. I, I would use to describe it because I think they thought she's going to get booed because she's beating up a Canadian hero in the ring and she's beating up the man Becky Lynch that we all like. But it's almost Becky Lynch syndrome from last year where Becky was quote unquote heel, but she was cheered like the biggest baby face on the planet. I think though that people wanted Becky to be a baby face in that scenario. But here, people want to be Sa- people want Sasha Banks to be a heel. They're almost cheering WWE's doing the heel capacity yeah. to do to do their jobs correctly yes. and, and give the fans sometimes what they want. Yeah, but it was uh, there was absolutely no way in hell that Sasha was going to get booed in mm. this scenario, and yeah, so I guess that they just they thought well we'll do the best we can with it, and I just don't think it was particularly well executed but but again like you know sometimes that that sort of circumstances out of your control maybe but you know you said that that i can see a million ways to do it better you have becky lynch being beaten up after after a match and everyone's like because everyone likes becky yeah and then sasha banks run runs down oh my god yay sasha banks is back sasha banks helps her but then she turns heel i think then you you'll get a more convincing Boo, yeah. that's nasty. Whereas, unfortunately, with Natalia, as great and lovely as she is, she's a completely wooden screen presence and no one can properly get into her. Uh, yeah, Natalia was the, the wrong choice to mm. put in this. But they thought that, well, she's Canadian and she's talking about her dead dad, so that will get her some babyface sympathy. But when she came out to cut a promo, people were booing her. Yeah, they've misjudged us <laughs> yeah. as, as wrestling fans. Well, that And that's what I mean. And also, the commentary was bad. As soon as Sasha Banks came out, I hate these three words. What a moment. Stop. You can't, you can't keep saying that and hope that it means something. It's, it's white noise at this point, and it means that nothing is a moment. Yes. Yeah, I, I think what a moment is something that should be applied retroactively as opposed to in the moment, in the moment. as it's happening. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm hugely excited for a sashi. Sashi. A sashi. A sashi. That's what we're getting, a sashi feud. A little sashi of ketchup. Yeah. Getting a Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch feud. For me, this is the first proper feud Becky's had since Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. I completely agree with you. It's the only person who feels like she might actually be on her level. Yeah, like, let's have a look. Sasha, uh, sorry, Becky can only really go against Charlotte, Asuka, and Sasha Banks. Maybe Bailey. Now, Charlotte was done to death beforehand. Asuka, for whatever reason, they were like, well, you're tag team money. Yeah. Uh, Sasha had left the company for a bit, and Bailey was, was you know, she's been flattened out, and she moved to SmackDown anyway. And she was a baby face, so I can see the dynamic not working. So Becky's been stuck with Lacey Evans. For three months. And who's just disappeared, like Baron Corbin. Oh, she's on main event. <laughs> yeah, thank God you spent all that time trying to build her up like that. I was thinking today, Baron Corbin wasn't on TV, which I... I am welcoming, but he retired Kurt Angle. So I'm like, okay, so you retired Kurt Angle for three months of a storyline no one wanted and actively drove away viewers. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. But the shout-outs are not done, because for all that $25 a month or more, Pledge Hammers on Patreon, we must say thank you to the outlaw, Andrew Harris. Yeah. Jerry was a race car driver. Spicer. The second coming, Brian McAvoy 2. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Coordinator Travis Webb. Oh, Spider-Man. Have a cup of tea, Lee. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson. Yes. He's talking to you. The monster among Patreons, Brian Strowman. Oh, yeah. yeah good, good, name. good luck in your title match next week. It's you now. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. Because I said one. Yes, you did. I, I looked to Pete and I was like, why isn't Pete doing it? <laughs> it's because it's me. Ooh, Stream Slayer. Well, I should have done that one. So handsome, he makes all the boys jealous. Nice. Yes, good. Shaun of the Dead Peril. Great film. Woo! Absolutely great film. We're going on a Brian Huntley. Yeah. Woo! Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Nice. Yeah, lovely There's stuff. There's loads today. There's 15. Wow. It's because we've got so many coming over um, some fun weekend. The life of Jordan Riley. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah, nice. He can last Sean at fur longer than you in the ring. Yeah, Woo! take that. And lastly, Rebel Without a Crew, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, very nice. Is that lastly? I've got three more. I've got three more. Oh, I've, I've just deleted those off my own document. But yeah, go, go on. <laughs> Master of the Mayorlock. Joe Mayer. I thought we had too many, so I took the last three off. Float like a butterfly, Samed Ali. Yes. And actually, finally, let's have a drink, Christopher Travis Merriman. Nice. Thank you all so much. But now let's get over to your super chats. So we have got a frankly ridiculous number of super chats today. Thank you, everyone. 
It's crazy, but we're just going to go through some of them to start with now. We'll start with Will HM, who said, Hi guys, with The Fiend's in-ring debut being one of, one of, if not the best of all time, how would you rank your three most anticlimactic debuts, not including all of the NXT call-ups? Oh, wow. Man. Well, obviously Brodus Clay. Um, although I did get a massive kick out of Brodus Clay when he debuted as the Funkasaurus. Yeah. Um, but looking back at that complete waste... I would also say Emelina. Yeah, Emelina's a good one. I'm also going to throw in as a bit of an outside pick the re-debut of Ted DiBiase when they made him the Million Dollar Man Jr. Oh, and, yeah. and put him with Maurice, who he had zero chemistry oh, with. That was so bad. With the Million Dollar Belt yeah. and everything. And as soon as that, I was like, that kid's never getting over. Absolutely, he's never getting over again. What a waste of talent. Uh, Jesse Venable says, the be- who has the best hair? Edge? Recent Ziggler or Tanahashi? Tanahashi. It's always Tanahashi. Tanahashi. You wasted your super chat. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Arn says, uh, Michael Cole was more excited to say, it's boss time than I was to see The Fiend. Speaking of, where the hell was The Fiend? Not on the show, which is a masterstroke. Yes. I do wish there was some form of video package, though, because they more or less pretended it never happened. Maybe he's a SmackDown guy. Or, I think the, the bigger thing is, going by what's happened to the YouTube version of it, there are concerns over the character. Ooh. And I think his lack of, lack of mention of him, just no, like, there was no recap. They basically just told you, the most important thing on the show was that Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar. And that's the thing that everyone is talking <laughs> about. No one's talking about anything else on the show, apart from the fact that Seth beat Brock. Says to me that there is, I mean, we've got SmackDown tonight, but... There is that bit, I've almost got a bit of an internal worry that Bray pushed it a bit too far and now they're having to sort of renege some of it. If you don't know, the YouTube, edit, the YouTube version of it has been completely edited since being posted and they posted up a, a much lamer version of it. Uh, Kevin comes in and says, how much time before people start asking for a queen of the ring tournament actually wouldn't be a bad idea now I think of it? Yeah, May Young Classic. May Young Classic. Pretty much. But I mean, but you know, I was about On to the say. Main roster would be I, was about, I was about to say, but uh, you know, a main roster, uh, uh, a main young classic that means something, but I mean, this King of the Rings not going to mean anything either. Hey, that's Paul Heyman's got the book. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> Javier Reyes says, I would like to see King Cesaro. Is the winner of the tournament going to get a world title match? I really hope so. That's like, the only, it needs yeah. a stake. Absolutely. Do not just give them a crown and a scepter because that just puts you into the land of gimmicks and those gimmicks never get over. Kiss of death. Yeah. Jared Gruber says, I'm curious, why did you guys choose to go with Sasha Banks turns heel instead of Sasha Banks returns for the title of the live stream? <laughs> because we have two videos going up about Raw today. My, uh, my Raw review coming up about an hour after this is off air and it has the title Sasha Banks WWE Return. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Donovan Garcia says who do you think will be The Fiend's next victim and which brand do you think he'll stick with once Smackdown moves to Fox I mean I've said that I think Matt Hardy's a good sort of solid first not feud but you know match to have against Mm. I yeah I I think yeah I I still don't know I still haven't quite figured out who would who who he'd be best against Uh, I almost want to see him as a baby just like a tweener not a heel or a baby face just this thing that exists in between I was really hoping he would come down and help Seth and Ricochet at the end of this show. I, I kind of was in that ballpark as well, because I, at that point I was like, there's been no mention. There must be a reason they've not mentioned him whatsoever. 
But it's just because I love it so much and I just want him to be involved in all the storylines. But, like, I I shouldn't be given that. It should be held off a bit. Holding on for pay-per-view is a much better way. James Doyle says, Wyatt could be a future Hollywood star. Thoughts? He is a very good actor. Oh, yeah. And I def- maybe not like a Hollywood star, but I think he could be, he could carve out a really nice niche for himself as one of those actors who's always in a hor- the horror movies. Yeah. The horror movies, you know. Yeah, the horror movies, yeah, yeah. yeah. When he leaves WWE, he will have a straight-to-DVD career. Yeah. Abram Penner says, Even though there was no Fiend, I felt this role was really good. I want more Cedric McIntyre matches. Also, what direction will they be going with Ray? Well, I think Dominic, uh, he said he mumbled my family, my family as he walked off. Drew McIntyre and Cedric was great. Superb. I, I thought this was a really solid episode of Raw. Back to, just to clarify Luke's straight to DVD comment there, just in case anyone thought that was a neg. Totally oh, God, isn't. I've never totally said, oh, God, no, I hope that doesn't come across as a negative. No, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I agree with you. Yeah. I just thought it could be. Okay, yeah. yeah it's not yeah. an insult. In Absolutely the slightest. It's very. Not very good career direction. Yeah, particularly in the world of horror. In fact, if anything, it's best to be a straight-to-DVD horror movie. And finally for now, uh, Seth Goff says, so when SmackDown goes to Fox, NXT NXT goes to FS1, which is still possible. It's Hmm. not confirmed yet. And Vince is going to take over NXT. Also speculation. What big changes do you think will be made at NXT? More main roster stars on the show. That would be the biggest change. Mm, bad commentary. <laughs> <laughs> Mauro Ronello and uh, Nigel McGuinness slowly becoming one-dimensional versions of their previous selves. Although Mauro did have a good time of it back when he was a SmackDown commentator. He still managed to get a lot of his personality across. His voice is so unique, it's hard not to. But then he also did leave the company because he found it too stressful. Yeah, well, among other things, yeah. Yeah. That sort of working environment that yeah. Vince McMahon is probably creating. Yeah. So, Raw as a total show started with Seth Rollins, everyone's favourite beast slayer. Oh, I was t- took, I didn't know I could do it, but you believed in me even though I've done it before already. Are we meant to have forgot that he beat him at WrestleMania? Yeah, I think so. Because his promo was like, I didn't know I could beat him. I was like, mate, you beat him. The last time we saw you in the ring with him, you did beat him. In the in when when he came out for the main event, Michael Cole said, "It's the Beast Slayer," twice <laughs> or times two. Yeah, and I thought that is such a lame way to yeah. to introduce him. I I look, I was th- watching this opening segment. Seth has really lost a lot of momentum. He just seems to be a bit bit a bit of a shill. Yeah, and I think it's just being a shill outside of the company in his terrible Twitter game. But also, I think it's him not selling his injuries. Mm. I think him wrestling that match against Brock Lesnar with not a shred of selling, which completely like makes the storyline going into the match redundant. And then you go into the main event here again tonight against AJ. He's still not selling, despite the fact he's still taped up. He's not selling the ropes. Every now and again, you're going, ooh, owie. Yeah. It, doesn't, like, it doesn't cut it. And then you've got Michael Cole going... Seth versus Brock was one of the gutsiest performances I've ever seen. I was like, I don't think, mate, he hit a frog splash off the post <laughs> through a table and was fine. Yeah. But luckily we had the OC oh, the, who are so good. knocking it out of the park. When the, Just everything from their entrance, the way they carry themselves. AJ is, I, I, I remember when AJ was in TNA and of course I loved him as an in-ring talent, but I was like, yeah, but he's no good on the mic and all this. And then like he got paired with Ric Flair and he got a bit better. I was like, yeah, but he's, 
you know, he's still missing a big part of the stardom. Then he goes to New Japan, joins the Bullet Club, and all of a sudden... He, he, a megastar was born. Yeah, grows into this heel character perfectly. I think how he carries himself now as a heel is even better than his New Japan mm-hmm. Bullet Club iteration. He's having so much fun with this. And that yeah. makes the performances better because he's enjoying what he's doing. He's not just being... Because when he was at his babyface run as champion, he was the blandest of babyfaces. You can tell, you can shout from the rooftops all you want that he had this... I don't know, what was it? He loses his temper, but like he never did. Yeah. It never came across in his matches or his promos. He was just... He was just having matches. And that's why his championship reign never really got over. But now, he looks like he's having a lot of fun with it. He's having a lot with the friends. He's hanging out with his friends. And it makes him a much more watchable guy. Yeah, and just having the two presences of Anderson and Gallows behind him makes him feel more important. And yeah. it gets over how he's just a bit of a bully. And even though he can back up his words, because he's a very accomplished wrestler and credible threat himself, he doesn't... And he's still a bit of a dick about it. Like, there was a bit where he walked out of the ring at the end of this after they set up the main event for the show, which was Seth versus AJ. And AJ teased getting back in the ring to beat him up. Yeah. And he went, nah. And he walked off. It was just perfect jock-level shenanigans. There was a great moment as well when, like, AJ, because Gallows and Anderson sort of step up. It was in that moment. And, like, Gallows and Anderson step up. And then he just looks at him and goes, you're scared. Yeah. You should be. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, then we cut backstage to the Street Profits who recap what's going on in WWE, as is their way. And they started a, a very funny running gag about Dawkins staying up all night for the SummerSlam after party and being horribly hungover. He was, uh, well, he didn't say hungover. He just said he was dehydrated. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you had Ford asking for water and electrolytes. And the first person I thought of was you. Because <laughs> <laughs> on my stag do, you woke everyone up so you could get your electrolytes and your Lucozade so you were, could avoid a hangover the following day. You need those rehydration salts. <laughs> I woke everyone up because I thought everyone should take them. <laughs> didn't help though no, it <laughs> was <didn't>. still <laughs> rotten on the Saturday uh, but you know you know when like jokes like this are really connecting when you can hear the audience actually laughing Absolutely, like yeah. a hearty laugh yeah. when Dawkins was down and he said like I need the electrolytes you could hear a very deep guffaw <laughs> on the yeah, yeah. arena speakers but uh, Sami Zayn comes over and cuts some quite close to the bone comments about Hey, it's, the main roster isn't all what it's cracked up to be. It's, Be- a ter- it's a terrible place. Didn't he say something like Becky Lynch is sanitized now? He said and- that Seth was once cool with the shield, but look at him now. And yeah. <laughs> said Becky Lynch used to be the man. Now she's this manufactured thing. Yeah, and like, I think in WWE's heads, they're going, oh, that's really, that's a real heel line because that's obviously not true. But actually... That's totally what it's we're t- starting to think. It's a totally true thing. So to now, say. now Sami Zayn isn't this heel spreading lies. He's this renegade saying the truth. Yeah, he's, he's no longer the critic, <laughs> critic of the critics. He's just the guy that's saying what we're all thinking. Yeah. Anyway, Montez Ford then says, "Oh, and what about Samoa Joe?" <laughs> was because Samoa Joe's standing right behind Sammy. Sammy Zane's like, oh, you, you know, he was much better all these years ago. Look at him now. And Samoa Joe had a match with him. Beat him very quickly. Oh, yeah, very, very quickly. Just basically, like, the crowd were chanting Olay, but that did not help Sammy because Joe just choked him out on one instantly. Mm. And then you're like, ooh, 
that's quite a babyface role for Joe. And in fact, the backstage thing was a very babyface thing as well. Because off the back of last week's angle, where he kind of protected Roman, we were hoping that was the start of a babyface turn because badass babyface Joe sounds like an awesome proposition for a guy who's always been a heel on the main roster and did NXT, really. He it was, was a brief ba- period. Yeah, it was a brief period, yeah. Uh, and he then grabbed the mic and started saying, I might have forgiven Roman Reigns, but I don't blame any of you fans. I do, sorry, I do blame all of yeah, the Yeah, because I'll never forgive the fans. Yes. So that worries me that the story now is, is Samoan Joe trying to teach Samoa Joe how to forgive the fans. Mm. Which really doesn't sound it. like a fun redemption story. I'm not, so Meltzer said on Wrestling Observer Radio that the reason they did this was because they didn't want Sami Zayn to get the big hometown pop. So they beat him quickly. <laughs> And also, Joe, like, I don't think the Joe babyface turn is off the table. They just didn't want to do it now, and it's more of a slower build. Cool. To, to which I say, don't book Sami Zayn on the show. Well, then don't book this match at all. <laughs> <laughs> you have created this problem yourself, and then go like, what a, what a pickle we're in. They <laughs> overthink stuff so much. Then we got The Miz versus Dolph Ziggler, which I low-key loved. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So Dolph Ziggler comes out for his match against The Miz, still selling his ribs. Actual selling. Actual selling, yeah. Michael Cole had an odd line as well when Miz came out where he said, Canada finally gets a Hollywood star. I'm like, man, they've got loads. Yeah. got loads of famous people. Ryan Reynolds is from Canada. That's just Vince negging (laughs) Canada, isn't it? He hates them. Then then have Graves say it. Then have Michael Cole say it because it's really weird when it comes out the babyface announcer. Um, But Dolph says that he can't compete tonight because he's not cleared after Goldberg speared him all those times. It was a ruse. But not actually a ruse, because he was still injured. Mm. He was still definitely selling his ribs. And he attacked Miz. And they had, like, you know, it went to commercial. It only went about four minutes of TV time, I think. But I just really got into it. And after all these things I've said about Ziggler, like his last chance was three years ago, he is performing this role so well of tis but a flesh wound. Mm -hmm. And he literally said... His but a scratch yeah. in this match. He definitely watched your review. I yeah, not Monty Python <laughs> and the Holy Grail. I I'm enjoying him right now. Hmm, okay, I think this is fun. I'm I'm curious to see where it's going to go next because the problem I suppose you've got with this feud, and this was evident in this match, is that you've built his first match in this new role against Goldberg, and then you've gone to the Miz, yeah, yeah. who was not on the same level. Evident by the fact that everyone was just chanting Goldberg throughout the match. No one was chanting for Miz or We Hate Dolph. There was just, no, we want to see Goldberg again. I wouldn't be against that being a big part of Dolph's character. Like, everyone just chants Goldberg at him. And every pay-per-view, every three months, he faces Goldberg. <laughs> Loose again. Just does the same thing. Uh, that won't get old. So, yeah, Miz won that one, sorry. Uh, Becky Lynch had a promo talking right down the camera. That's where she said that she'll, whoever her next challenger is, she's going to be take a preemptive yeah, strike. Yeah, essentially like laid out an open challenger. That was cool. Yep. Elias sang a song in the ring, talking about how Edge interrupted him the previous night. This had some. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm going to bring the commentary up a lot, but this might be the last time. But this had some quality moments of bad commentary. In the case of, we know this is a mistake, but don't change the channel because. He, Elias goes, and like, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And Corey Graves says, please don't change the channel. <laughs> and then he continues playing this song. And <laughs> he then says, 
no, seriously, I'm begging you, please don't change the channel. It's almost like Vince was saying it, like, God damn it, pal, don't change the channel. Why is he burying the, the axe? But Elias then, is fun. But then it got worse because Elias was like playing the song and he's like, I want to know which legend is going to interrupt me. Which legend is going to come down now? And Ricochet's, um, and then Graves goes like, oh, this will be really good. And then Ricochet's music hits and Michael Cole goes, quote, oh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> You had Ricochet come out and the baby is coming to go like, oh, I thought it was going to be someone good. Yeah. It's just, I, I think Vince is like, okay, okay, I'm going to put Ricochet. I'm going to give you all these other things you want, but I'm going to, I'm going to insult them. Yeah. Very, very like low key on everything. I thought you were going to say the bigger problem was when they actually had the match, which was a bit botchy. Yeah, not, not great. No. Yeah, not, not great. And I don't think that's Ricochet's fault. And you know what? I don't even think that's Elias's fault. I don't know how much the two have worked together, but Elias is nowhere near the caliber of worker that Ricochet is. So if you're suddenly saying after a few times on the house show loop, now have this match, and Elias has got to be like, so I've got to take this thing where you spin round this way and this way, and then my body does this. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it wasn't nice though. It was it was very stop start. The even the ending was botched. Where yeah. Elias's shoulder was up after, I think a sunset. It was a sunset flip out the corner. But I thought that might have been storyline because they were showing it on replays and you had Elias arguing with the referee unless he was told, you know, you need to argue with the ref because your shoulders was up. Yeah. Your I mean, shoulders the, was up. Uh, the referee, going by WWE backstage rules, shouldn't have counted the pin. No. Because they're meant to count the pins like a shoot. Yeah. So, and usually in the past, when that mistake has been made, feels like it's been made loads after, over the last year period. In fact, actually, I had an email from someone this morning saying, like, there's been a lot of bad officiating mm. as of late. They do usually bring it up, mm. just that the announcers point out, even if, like WrestleMania, Corey Graves was going crazy about it yeah. when uh, Ronda's shoulder was up. Then they didn't really talk so, about it Such since. a great way to put over Becky's big win. I know, I know. Uh, but after that, we got Rey Mysterio versus Andrade in a two out of three falls match. These two can't have a bad match. They really can't. They're just, they work so well together. And what I love about this is, oh, it's a two out of three falls match. So... Uh, Andrade wins the first fall really quickly because Vega helps him out, puts his feet on the ropes and holds them there. Ray loses. Then you're like, okay, Ray's going to win the next one and then we're going to have a big third fall. No, Andrade yeah. just won and it was great. Really, really good. And it, but it's, I, I'm, I'm really, really, I keep saying this. I'm hoping it leads to something big for Andrade. Mm. But we've had this now for, you know, nearly two years now. But I think him beating Rey Mysterio three weeks in a row is it has to mean something surely but you know i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my reservation to this i'm not gonna be completely down this because i thought the match was really really good yeah it's because it's it's kind of annoying because we lived through the exact same thing last year on smackdown where they had this really good series of matches ray and andrade i just apologize for the drilling if you can hear it uh, there's nothing we can do unfortunately no. we're just gonna have to live with it for about two weeks uh they had this exact same feud last year it didn't amount into anything but we'll talk about it later. The King of the Ring tournament has been announced. If I'm looking at all these guys who could win, I think Andrade is probably my favourite pick. Not Owens? No, I think uh, I think heel uh, Andrade. What's King in Spanish? Um, I don't know. Do you want me to fill for time while you're googling? Yes. Ray. It's Ray. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. Oh yeah, because he's King Mysterio. Yeah, that's okay. That that's sense. I should have known that. Yeah. Yeah. They can call himself Ray Andre. I don't know. Or just like... Ray Andre. There's a lot of... 
There's a there's a lot of mileage there. I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's a lot of contextual depth. Yeah, there are some good names in in that um, tournament. Some surprising ones as well that I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised about, like Shelton mm. Benjamin, for example. Um, when did they mention the King of the Ring tournament? Because I felt like it was a throwaway comment from Michael Cole, and then later we got the the plug for it. Oh, I, I only saw the video package bit. Yeah, I think I don't Mi- think it was Michael Cole. Uh, Michael Cole, no, he did. He it was uh, during the Cedric Alex, um, Cedric Alexander Drew McIntyre match. Oh. He said these two are going to be in the King of the Ring tournament, and it really felt like a oh sorry by the way did we forget to mention there's going to be a King of the Ring tournament. Uh, but going back to the match, Andrade won with the Hamlock DDT. Yeah. So he looks so strong. He's been in Ray two weeks in a row. I think one of those was clean. No, one was in a gauntlet. Yeah. One sort of had a bit of distraction by Zelina, and then this two out of three falls match. The first one had Vega helping him, but the, the second fall was all Andrade. So he looks great. Ray well, doesn't Vega, lose anything. Vega did have, like, she was distracting him on the okay. outside. She didn't, like, directly interfere, but she was, like, when he was running the ropes to do the 619, because she had tripped him earlier, mm. he couldn't do the full run, right, and that, yeah, that yeah. had sort of, like, stopped him and sort of, like, you know, made him move around the ring a bit different. I still think he looked very strong. Though. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Uh, I mean, he won, two out of, he won two falls clean. And then a segment after the next one, we got Rey Mysterio walking backstage. Charlie Caruso catches up with him and says, uh, "What you know? What, what do you have to say, you stupid idiot?" Yeah. And Rey goes, "I don't, I have no idea where my career is going." AW. Uh, and then he just goes, "My family, my family." Yeah. <laughs> That's really bad. It was. It wasn't as bad as those trucks are worth one million dollars. <laughs> but it was. It was pretty. Yeah, bad delivery. It was pretty bad delivery, but I've and got to, actors. I've got to think that this is leading to to Dominic. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, Dominic versus Andrade is a feud. But before then, Luke, blub 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 Michael Cole's got to take a Skype call mid-broadcast. This, <laughs> I mean, I've written here because this was about Austin putting over Seth Rollins, and it just felt like in all caps. Please like Seth again. Look, Steve likes him. You, Brett likes him too. We've all got to like Seth again. Do you know what's funny about the Brett endorsement from SummerSlam that I completely forgot about? Brett shot on Seth so hard for being an unsafe worker oh, yeah. for when he when he it, injured Sting, Sting. Yeah. and uh, Finn Balor as well. Like Brett would Brett for for years would not shut up about how bad Rollins is as a worker. Plus, he's a Triple H boy, yeah. and if there's a boy that tri- that Brett is, it's not one of Triple H's. And there he is. Good luck, son. <laughs> I just like oh, it's so transparent. But yeah, that I guess like that would be okay if Austin was just there to endorse Rollins and kind of give him the rub, which is still very cynical and transparent. But it wasn't just that. Oh, no. He had a show to promote. Steve's got a brand new show that you should watch. It's coming up directly after this. Yeah. And I get fair fair play. That's how TV works. But it just, it wasn't organic. And it just... It was a bit rubbish. You're right. It was. It wasn't. It was a bit organic, and it wasn't very. It wasn't very good. While you're here, please go over and watch Screen Stalker because they've got some great videos going up uh, shortly after this goes live. About. Oh, we're talking about Marvel Phase Five plans um, today. There's been some leaked release dates for Black Panther Two and Guardians of the Galaxy Three, and a shock emoji face. The guy is calling it like that's how he teased the announcement. So it's going a big movie for 2024 it's for Phase Five. Yeah got to think like a Wolverine, right? Well, or something so X-Men we was, based. We or maybe were, it's Fantastic Four. We were speculating. It's Avengers versus X-Men. Oh, Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. Surely you'd want to do X-Men first. And there's a different <laughs> topic. Uh, we cut backstage to the Street Profits after Rey Mysterio walks off. And they're, they're talking about 
their stuff again. Dawkins is hungover. Yeah. It's just great. Good stuff. They couldn't even get excited for the fact that Nikki Cross was wrestling. That's how hungover <laughs> Dawkins was. And then we got what was probably my favorite segment of the night. And Same it came here. out of nowhere because Drew McIntyre cuts a promo on Cedric Alexander backstage, just about to have a match with him. Usual Drew stuff. I'm going to put a boot in your face. I'm like, okay, Drew versus Cedric. I love both of these guys. I've actually really enjoyed what they've done so far, but it's raw. I've, I feel like I've seen this match a hundred times, even though I probably haven't. This match was great. I was concerned going into this because I thought Drew's likely picking up the win. Yeah. And the way that this feud has been booked thus far has been like almost designed to make Alexander look as stupid as possible. So I was really, really concerned about this. And it was... I, sh- I, I needn't have to be because this was terrific in ring, but it made Cedric look so... This is the best Cedric has looked in this feud, and it's because they gave him time to have a good match. This did more for him than getting a cheap roll-up win over Drew and then acting like, oh my God, I, I beat oh, yeah. him. I can't believe I yeah. beat him. It's the best he's looked in this whole thing. And, it's, and that's a good thing. And that means that both guys get over. That's a good thing. So this is all round thumbs up from me. This was terrific. What's remarkable, and I've never really seen this done before, at least not consciously seen it done, is that I, when, when this match started, I was like, okay, give this three minutes and Drew's going to claim more Cedric and then it's over in a squash match, really. That's what I was worried about, yeah. Overall, this match probably went about 10 minutes of TV time. I think there was a commercial break in there. And Drew still took, I would say, 80, 85% of the match. Hmm. I'd say it was slightly less than that, but yeah, it's to your point. He took he took the majority. Yeah, yeah. So Drew still effectively had a match where he looked great. But Cedric, because he got a few brilliantly close roll-ups, yeah. and you know what? Because of how these matches are usually booked with those quick roll-up wins, mm-hmm. I bought into them. Yeah. And every time he kicked out, I was like, I I got more and more excited. The top rope Spanish fly. But that's what I'm, uh, that's my point I was going to make. It wasn't just roll-ups that he was getting yeah, near falls yeah, off. Yeah. He was getting near falls off hitting moves. Mm. So he wasn't looking fluky. He was looking skilled. And that's that's why it made him look great. The Spanish fly in particular, yeah. it was a great spot. There was some stuff outside. Crowd are chanting, this is awesome, about three minutes from the end. Really, really terrific match. Like you said, both guys get over more. And... One of the best Claymores I've ever seen. Oh, mate. Turned Cedric inside out. Yeah. Yeah. So this really, was, really good. This is really good. Uh, and Drew, again, if they're building up the mid card for this King of the Ring tournament, just a, a few weeks of solid week-to-week booking means I'm into Joe. I'm into Andrade. I'm into Drew. Like, I, d- I actually don't even know if they're in the King of the Ring. They are. So, okay, C- yeah, C- but Cedric, Drew, and Joe are in. Yes, yeah. so that's brilliant. Yeah, it's eight from SmackDown, eight from Raw. I've, I've got the full list if you want there later. Yeah, we'll go through that when we get to the King of the Ring announcement. Uh, the OC are backstage just being awesome. Paul Heyman is shown as arriving, and we'll talk to him in a bit. But first, we've got to sit through this Robert <laughs> Roode and No Way Jose match. That was more or less the presentation. It was like, I know you want to hear what Paul Heyman said, but I'm sorry... <laughs> You've got to watch No Way Jose versus Robert Roode. I promise it won't last long. Stick around. Paul Heyman. In fact, during this match, they even showed that Paul Heyman came out for the interview. Like, oh, the stupid match is happening. Oh, what have we got wrestling? Oh, I hate this so much. It's going to be over soon. Then we can go back to the cool thing with Paul Heyman. Yeah. And what was most, what was worse about this? And I'm sure he's already got the beard back and I've seen it, but it it hit me harder this time. Yeah, I know. 
Robert I even Rude. wrote down. I even wrote down Bobby Roode. I forgot he had the name change. Robert Roode just had a big old beard and no moustache. Yep, it was an unimportant match. Roode won. Yeah, he's Canadian. I think they did it to get a Canadian pop. And I didn't think of that. Yeah. One of uh, No Way Jose's sex party was dressed as Indiana Jones. Huh. That's legit one of my notes. He deserves so much more. And I'm not talking about the Indiana Jones guy. So, thankfully, we can cut back to Paul Heyman oh, now. God. He's talking about how WWE won't give Brock Lesnar a rematch. Which he thinks is egregious. And he's so angry. Behind that door that says Brock Lesnar, he's definitely there. <laughs> yeah. I thought that. I, quite, I got a kick out of it because it was so ludicrous. Yeah, he's but definitely not there. That's not the intention they were going for. I was about to say Brock's probably watching it from like his like his home, but he's not even watching it. He's not it. watching That's what I was, was going to correct him, but he's definitely not watching the show, though. Uh, then we got the Revival versus Lucha House Party. Again, a match that's only there, really, because something else is going to happen, which was 24-7 title chase. Yeah, and we got... Um, the Revival hit the heart attack on our truth and Pindium to become the first ever dual champions. And I thought, I mean, it sucks the Revival is stuck in this lame division full of jobbers. But at least that's something that's a bit interesting. It's not just our yeah. truth holding the belt again. And then uh, Truth went it back. And yeah. I like, oh, for God's sake. So I, I was down on it then. And then Truth runs away and he does a little escapology. But then immediately after, Elias hits him with a guitar backstage. And now Elias is champion. So... I'm, yeah, I'm calling on the 24-7 title stuff, but hopefully Elias can make something of it. I don't know how he's ever going to do a, a song and not be interrupted again, though. Well, that's what I mean. Is now it's the, the, the joke is that he's going to do songs and not be interrupted by Legends or Ricochet. It's mm. interrupted by, you know, geeks. Uh, we then got, I think, the third Roman Reigns Mystery Attacker recap package on on this episode of Raw. And we had about four the previous night. Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, so this is catching us up. And the next segment is going to be Roman and Rowan and maybe Brian. Yep. No, there was no Roman Reigns on this show. Nope. It's so weird to have such a big a big storyline in WWE that they're treating very importantly that isn't actually progressing. It's just a, a series of video packages. Yeah. But maybe, you know, Roman's having a match with Buddy Murphy tonight on SmackDown. So, you know, maybe we'll get something there. Look, I, I, I'm kind of hip, like, it's kind of hypocritical of me to say that because when I look back on this, it's probably smart. They're building this storyline, letting it breathe. It's just, I think it's the SummerSlam bit is what's weirdest. I know Rowan attacked Buddy Murphy at the start. It's on the pre-show. That doesn't count. Yeah, Survivor but Series I, told us that. I needed something with Roman. Yeah, I needed I'm, I'm, to see Roman. I'm, you see, for me, it's not a case of I needed to see Roman or I needed to see Roman on this show. I think I'm just surprised that yeah. I didn't see Roman on SummerSlam and I didn't see him on this show tonight, considering that this storyline feels like it's the most important thing in the company. It's weird that he's absent. Mm. Yeah, it's just it, it, feel, it doesn't feel natural that he's not, that he's not there. Yeah. Yes, it, it does feel weird that SmackDown star uh, Roman Reigns isn't on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we got the Sasha Banks return. Then we got the Viking Raiders beating some jobbers. They've been here for four months. They even mentioned that in their promo. We've been here for four months. And I've done, oh, I thought, bloody hell, you've done absolutely nout. And this crowd don't care. Uh, but they've probably done more than Kyrie Sane. <laughs> Up next, it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross defending their women's tag titles against the Kabuki Warriors, who look... So much better without the visual 
awkwardness yes! of Paige and their business manager. I've written the exact same thing. I was like, God, they look so much better without yeah. Paige. Like, because Paige is such an albatross in that group. It's amazing how much more of a tag team they felt without her. Even the fact that I hate the fact that they're a tag team and they are two of the most talented women on that roster who are being wasted within this pointless division and this pointless, let's be honest, slightly racist tag team. <laughs> that It makes me angry. And there's... So... I, I paused it at one point because I wanted to go make myself a cup of tea. And when I came back, I looked at this image on the screen. Kyrie Sane had the saddest look on her face as she was making her entrance of just, I hate this. And then I when I should they, have been on Takeover Toronto. And yeah, exactly. I should have been in an amazing storyline with Io Shirai. And then Asuka looked so pissed off at the start of the match. Not in a like, oh, I want to beat up these guys. It was like, I don't want to be here. Mm. This is crap. And I don't want to be a part of it anymore. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're so good they're so good together the reason Paige wasn't there was because she had she had like a little video promo she's getting neck in, surgery yeah. getting neck surgery she does not look like Paige sometimes <laughs> she looks like someone's drawn uh, like two eyes and lips on a white <laughs> sheet of paper I don't know if she was using an Instagram filter or something but it's know. so weird it's like a blue pizza creation yeah. <laughs> um, fun fact for you as well just in case you were trying to keep track of all of this uh bliss and cross cut a promo with mean charlie where oh, yeah. they were baby faces and then were heels in the match i hate this team i hate <laughs> this team i hate this team what are you yeah uh, the finish came when Asuka, Asuka and Kyrie saying everything they did in this match was brilliant they are nice. yeah 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 uh, and Asuka went to kick alexa bliss alexa bliss dodged Asuka kicked the ring post so hard they were outside great spot they, they made such a great sound off of that, and that's what let them uh, isolate Kyrie Sane and beat her. But yeah, so like, what do you do with the, the women's tag belts now? Um, you, you just have them face Kabuki Warriors again and again and again and occasionally trade Deville. belts. Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose. Because you can just play, have them as baby faces in that match. Because apparently they can just be whatever they want to be, depending on what segment they're in. Mm. I hate this. It makes me not care about the team. Mm. I was thinking about this today. And trying to think about like a T, okay, so a TV show. Um, I love the first season of Daredevil. I think the first season of Daredevil is just absolutely masterful work. Agreed. Really, really great. Could you imagine watching that TV show? And if you're watching that on a week to week basis, where in one episode, Matt Murdock is trying to go against the Kingpin and was trying to, you know, stop the Kingpin and his sort of reign on crime in Hell's Kitchen. And then the following week, he's working with the kingpin to stop crime and then the following week kingpin's back to controlling the crime again you'd think that doesn't make any sense mm. and the kingpin's not a fun character i don't know why he's fighting in one week i don't know why he's team with a number week that's alexa bliss on raw i don't know whether i'm supposed to cheer her i don't know whether i'm supposed to boo her i don't know whether i'm supposed to like her i find her the most unlikable personality on the show not because she's a heel not because of her character because they don't know what her character is and she seems to think it's a good thing and they seem to think it's a good thing I really don't like it. She's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> that was so annoying. And she's a baby face. Because then you've got, in that match, Corey Graves being the, being the heel commentator going like, I'm revoking my Alexa Bliss fan club card. She's sold out. She's this and the other. Then here, where she's a heel again, you've got Corey Graves going like, I'm so sorry. She's actually, no, I really like her again. So now Corey looks like a tool as well. More. More so. More than a tool that he usually does look. 
Right, so then we got... Uh, I, I totally agree with everything you said. Uh, Seth Rollins cuts a promo looking directly into the camera. They are trying so hard <laughs> to make us like him again. Then we got the full King of the Ring announcement video package where Michael Cole calls it the most prestigious tournament in sports entertainment. Well, it is in sports entertainment because it's the only tournament in sports entertainment. The same day... <laughs> That the G1 climax oh, finished. That's your point. That's wrestling. They don't do wrestling. They've graduated from the wrestling business. They're sports entertainment. Yeah. I, uh, <coughs> I, I found it very funny. But let's see who's who is in the tournament. So this was weird because they are doing a King of the Ring tournament. It starts next week. But it feels like they already don't care about it. <laughs> because they showed us who's in this. But they were one second clips. So by the end of it... You thought you know who was in it, but you don't fully know who's in it. They didn't show, like, the brackets. They didn't show, like, here's some profiles of the people that are going to be in this who are going to be fighting for the crown and scepter because that's going to get you over in the end. So I had to watch this twice and pause it while watching it so I could write down the eight names. I should. I've just been smart about it and gone online and gone to WrestleTalk.com where they listed it for me. They're going to change all those names so, by the time it gets to the first round. But here is what is on the list thus far. It's Elias Miz, Kevin Owens, Chad Gable, Andrade, Shelton Benjamin, Buddy Murphy, Ricochet, Cedric Alexander, Drew McIntyre, Cesaro, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Mustafa Ali, Apollo Crews and Samoa Joe. Okay, yeah, there's, uh, there's, I imagine the names that I don't like will be eliminated early. Yeah. And that seems like a really, when it's weird putting the whole mid-card together like that. You're like, hey, that's a strong mid-card. Right, yeah. But then I guess they're not really treated as the mid-card in WWE. They're the undercard most of the time. And then you've got the main event, which is Seth Rollins and whatever, is the mid-card. And then Brock Lesnar is by himself yeah. with John Cena and Roman Reigns as the part-time main eventers and all the legends yeah exactly i've just got to hope that this king of the ring tournament has as you we said earlier the stipulation that you get a title shot out of it so that it does mean something at the end yeah. of it. and it's not just you get to wear the silly crown and scepter oh, because it makes everyone look like a goober when you do that and the main event was seth rollins versus aj styles where michael cole introduced seth as beast slayer two times but better better but two times. Seth's got his torso taped up again. Because it's still hurting, I Ooh. guess. Ooh, owie. Ah, he did a jump. Oh. I got the F5 on the stretch. <laughs> uh. I want to like Seth. I really do. I want to be back in the times where I liked I Seth. But this company's making me not like him. And Seth is making me and not Seth, like him. And Seth's not helping <laughs> his not own cause. It's, it's not, not all the company. W it's not all WWE's fault. <laughs> um, but AJ, like, you know, as as is his smart tactic, 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 tactics way, tactics way. He targeted the torso right off the bat. But that's his strongest part. It's the, oh, part, yeah, that the, part. <laughs> it's the part that hurts the least. Uh, and go to the knee. We got we got a lot of the club helping out, throwing AJ back in the ring to avoid the count out. This was a fine match, of course, nowhere near the level of singles match these two men could have. But that's not the point. This was just a TV five minute main event thing for an angle. Yeah, and. The OC eventually run in after being ejected to, to to beat up Rollins, take the DQ loss, and they're about to do an Avalanche Styles clash off the second rope, which would have been awesome. But Ricochet runs down, he gets beaten up. Yeah, he was very ineffective in this yeah. in this save. And then Braun Strowman ran down and cleared house. Yeah, so I guess that storyline with him and Maria's dropped. Yeah. 
probably, probably, for, the probably for the best. Probably for the best. You thought Maria was going to be his manager. Maybe that could still happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because Braun then got out the ring, got the Universal title, gave it to Seth, and I thought, ooh, are we going to see another power slam here? That's but no. Yeah, it was a bit of a tease because he looked at the belt and it was just like, you take it for now, I will get that later. And um, yeah, it was a nice little subtle thing of, being, oh, okay, so it's going to be Seth Strowman down the line, probably a ca- uh, clash of champions. That's, that's really good. That's actually like a really good test for, for Rollins as well. Quite into that. And they announced it's um, Seth versus AJ. Uh, it's um, Strowman versus AJ next week for the United States title. Yeah, I mean, but that is also a storyline that could run off of this. Yeah. And then I think the the, di- the direction is Strowman versus It has Rollins. to be, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was good. It wasn't like a crazy go-home cliffhanger, but they don't all have to be. And we got the Banks return as well. Overall, That's I thought it, yeah. this was a... Very solid episode of Raw. What did you Very give it? Solid. I gave it a core. Hmm. I'd have given it a high... What's the middle one? Average. Average. Yeah, because I thought it... like The Sasha Banks thing for me was the, the biggest thing on the show, apart from Cedric and Drew, which I just thought was absolutely spectacular. I thought it was so, so good. But I'm also looking forward to the King of the Rings stuff. It was, you know, it was a really watchable show. Yeah, yeah. But, that's, but then again... That should be your base level. That yeah. should be average. It was a really watchable show. And then you had Sasha Banks, you had Drew and Cedric, you had that's a fair the King point. of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. So, that, that, yeah, that's a fair point. That My favourite thing about this closing angle, though, was when Baron was... Uh, Baron, I keep saying Baron. When Braun was handing back the title, Ricochet got into the ring to be like, I helped, right? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, over here. I, I did good, yeah. I like Nightwing. <laughs> might be someone's sidekick. Let's get over to Chopper Pete Quinnell with your su- 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 super chat. Right, it's going to have to be another quick one today. So, let's start with Vernon Jeffries. <laughs> hey. Hey. Vernon Jeffries says, It's boss time, but Sasha nearly hit Becky on the back of the head with a chair. She actually did. Hopefully this won't kill her push. Yeah, I've seen a few people. There was some, When I was looking at the chat earlier, there were a few people that thought that, well, that we were so critical of, of AEW for their chair shot heard around the world that we should be equally as critical of Sasha Banks with the chair. I don't think the two are, are comparable. Yeah, the, the, the AEW one was an intentional chair shot to the head that was gimmicked and went wrong. This was her obviously going for the back, and one of those, unfortunately, hit her on the head. Yeah, that's yeah. it, yeah. But also, yeah, that shouldn't happen either. No, it shouldn't happen. But either. you can see an accident. Like there's, there's one is an accident, and one was designed to be safe, but went wrong. An avoidable accident. Yes. And an accident. Yeah. Tim Arn comes back to says, "Nice to see Dolph put over another legend in Miz." <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. What an all timer. Uh, Crazy Lewis, who I believe is a wrestle tyke on WrestleTalk.com, uh, said, "Wonder Ollie to become king slash queen of the ring." Well, yeah, I th- yeah. You weren't announced for it yet again, been snubbed. Well, yeah, I, these things change all the time. I'll get added you know, later on. It's such a prestigious, it's the most prestigious tournament in sports entertainment history. So prestigious, in fact, they've not done it for 11 years. I always think that Wonder Roll is more suited to something like the G1, though. Yeah, yeah if you're going to be part of any tournament, yeah. Traveshkar Purai says, it's going to be King Corbin, isn't it? Fiend, save us. Oh, God. It's not going to be Corbin. Corbin's in the first round. Yeah, I feel like they're past that now. But if that was two months ago... Well, oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Tim Hunt's back again. That's <clears throat> a weird glitch on VMIX. Stop it. Uh, uh, Tim Hunt's back again to say, just want to send my well wishes to Tomo. He tells me his illness has gotten worse. Oh, oh Tomo. Mate. Tomo, well, if you're watching, Tomo, feel better. Look, here's a little love, love hat. <laughs> Absolutely. Too swapped. <sighs> Too swapped. 
We've got three in a row from Wilson Simons, who says, uh, Who I want to win King of the Ring? King of Wrestling Cesaro, King Ricochet, King Andrade, King Buddy, who will probably win instead as King Corbin, though. It has a nice ring to it. I didn't think of the Kings of Wrestling tie-in with Cesaro. That's, That's actually true, quite yeah. nice. And actually, do you know what? Now that you said Baron Corbin, he is the one who would wear the crown the best because it is like a, such a hateable thing. And his long intro of all the things he's done. Exactly. 2019 King of the Ring winner. Yeah. So Wilson Simons is back again saying, may not be in the Super Chat Elite, but get well soon, Tomo. Get well soon, Tomo. Thank you. Uh, And finally he says, if Roman beats Buddy Murphy tonight, the fans will turn on him again and WWE are back to square one. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't think so. He was so badass in that segment last week where he went after Murphy. Yeah. Like the Smarks will really like Buddy Murphy, but I don't think the casuals will care. Kevin comes back in to say, I guess there won't be any It's Boss Time anymore. Um, you know, he'll find a way. He'll, he'll find a way. He managed to get. He managed to say it. Rex Joseph Calmerin says, after months of frustration, the happiest man during Sasha's return was Michael Cole. It's Boss Time. Yeah. There's a lot of this in the Super Chest <laughs> today. Uh, Rex Joseph Calmerin is back again to say, I wonder how Dolph would sell for The Fiend. Very well. Yeah. Like, like Flubber. Yeah. Bump around all over the place. Kevin's back again to say, I want Ali to win King of the Rings so Luke can sing King Ali. <laughs> <gasps> That's true. I can't have to change to King Ali. Fabulous. Yeah. Uh, Alyssa Hudgens says, three things in life are for certain. Death, taxes, and Michael Cole yelling it's boss time. It's yeah, come face, come heel. He's going to say it. I did find, I remember there was a, I was trying to do a joke of, um, in a, a news episode once. You know that bit in Dumb and Dumber? It's like, do you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? <laughs> He does that, but I then replaced it with It's Boss Time. But I was trying to find the best clip I could from the movie uh, from of Michael Cole saying It's Boss Time. I found a one-hour compilation of Michael Cole saying It's oh, Boss Time. Oh, God. Uh, Rance Rajan says, King of the Ring deserves its own pay-per-view, more deserving than Extreme Rules Elimination Chamber or Hell in a Cell. I completely disagree. King of the Ring pay-per-views do not hold up on rewatches. I think you could have the finals of the pay-per-view. Though. Yes, exactly. That's, and that's you could it. call that pay-per-view King of the Ring. And they might do the finals of King of the Ring at Clash of Champions. Yeah. But like, it's as a pay-per-view, going back and watching them, all the matches are really short. They don't really mean a whole deal. And you see the crowd get visibly tired because they're seeing the same people over and over again. I tell, or have the have the semis and the finals. That's it. Yeah, you want to do it short. You don't want to do nice all sixteen matches yeah. because it's too much. You can tell this is where we actually started the stream because Ryan B. Bad says, "Chop of the morning to you from Canada." Wait, that was the we're now at the start. The start of the, of the stream. stream. Yes. Oh dear. There's a lot of super chats. <laughs> oh baby. Oh baby. Uh, but also, yay Opa. Canada. Get some poutine. Beautiful. That just sounds like you're asking him to get vagina. <laughs> it's poutine. I know, but poutine also sounds like that. I'll be honest, it's, it's as good. <laughs> Christian Baltimore says, Chop of the morning, Pete. Hashtag more Pete. Thanks. It's good. Hey, you're, you're on, on the more news Jan uh, Rasmussen, I think, says, uh, new, new hammer here. I think they meant new pledge hammer, but new hammer here. Love the channel. Keep up the good work. Hey, I like hey, the new hammer. Very much. New hammer. Uh, Josh Paulson says, Chop of the morning because it's 12.04 a.m. as of the typing of this super chat. It's chop of the morning. under. Yep, that sounds like. under, yeah. New Tops 4 says, it's 10 p.m. here in Perth, Australia. Love you guys. What is with the swaft under? There's so many of them. Uh, well, maybe that's our next live show. 
location is oh, in wow. Australia. There's only like 30 people who live in Australia. It's less than it's always less than you think. <laughs> so we must have at least half the population. As Pretty much. Talk I fans. think we're going to be on the flag soon. Mm. Ryan Brown says, I've been watching you guys for the past year now, and I only watch your channel. Wrestling has brought my sister and I closer than we've ever been, and I have you to thank for that. Much love from New Jersey, USA. Oh, that's lovely. That thank is nice. You, thank you very, yeah, very me much. Me and my sister, when we were kids, always had wrestling in common. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, Mr. Dubak says... Dobak. Dobak? Dubak. Watch Dobak. Step Brothers. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, one of the best heel turns for a long time. Ooh. Mm. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I I wouldn't say it's actually that good a heel turn. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd agree with that. Ryan Kester says, Felt like a missed opportunity to not even mention The Fiend on last night's Raw. I've had some friends that have lapsed watching wrestling randomly messaging me about The Fiend, and we got nothing. That's true. And, what, and like, despite the fact what Cole kept telling us, he was the most talked about thing. Like, our SummerSlam review, it was all talk about The Fiend. And that's what we wanted to talk yeah. about as well. I, there are, yeah, I have a bit of a pang of worry that there is probably some internal concern about it. And they're going to try and, like, either hold back on it or try and, like, <sighs> take back some of what they've done and present a more child-friendly version of it because i mean we got a message yesterday that one of their someone was watching it with their kid their seven-year-old who then had nightmares and you've got to imagine parents are going to be like the the parents that complain about this sort of thing yeah. pricks are going to complain about it to wwe and be very vocal about it that dad was very happy was yeah like, yay for scaring kids exactly <laughs> yeah the same way we were like seeing jurassic park yeah. as a seven-year-old was it was my favorite film even though it terrified me Headmaster Jonathan Hedman says, do you think we will also get Heel Bailey? No. Nah, maybe Sting Bailey. <laughs> the Jedi Muffin says, uh, greetings from Flint, Michigan. Been a fan for a long time, but I had to get a new debit card to send money. At any rate, keep the work, keep up the work. Much love. Thanks, mate. Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Holy hell. Home of Daniel Bryan. Uh, Alex Jordan says Booker T made a comment on his podcast that Dolph Ziggler is a professional no matter what role he's in and he believes he'll get a future push thoughts I do respect Dolph a lot like he's given a lot of crap and this could like if the performer's not into it it could be terrible but he has given it 110% he always does I like that we're talking about Dolph might get a future push when he had WWE Championship (laughs) shots just a couple of months ago is that not a push these days? Ryan B. Bands back again saying, King Drew McIntyre has a nice, very nice ring to it, don't you think? King Drew. Yeah. Just, I, I, to be honest, I don't really mind, and I love Drew, and I hope Drew does win, just don't give him the crown of scepter. Or, or call him King Drew. He should be more like, like, if he does win King of the Ring, he should destroy the, yes. the crown as sort of a Braveheart moment <laughs> against the, the, the yeah. English royal family. That's good, I mm. like it. Samad Ali says, will you guys be live streaming the first AEW TV show and the first SmackDown on Fox? Thanks for live streaming pay-per-views. It makes it a lot more enjoyable. That's the plan. Yeah, the yeah, plan. yeah. 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 Could, I'm really looking forward to it. As mm-hmm. well. Pizza and Wrestling says, about time she turned. Yeah, completely oh agree. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, well overdue. Spider Dan Evkovich says, is there any worry the storyline of Sasha ruining a memoriam segment and a public displeasure of WWE taint her return push? Uh, no, I think it's. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know what they were thinking with that segment. Really, how well, it was they, laid out. They thought that Natalia would get genuine sympathy because her dad had died, and then Sasha ruining that would get her heel heat. But it just made people cheer her. But the idea was that it was when she came out initially, that wasn't the heel turn yet. 
No, it was just so an it awkward. kind of undermined when she hugged her and hugged Which the kid at ringside. Why I said it was yeah, yeah, it was misjudged. Vandalia 1998 says everyone's talking about the fiend versus demon for a future match, but what about a tag team instead? They could be two sides of the same coin. You got sh- uh, you could show Bray and Smiley Balor on one side and the fiend the fiend and heel demon on the other. No, like Bray and the fiend are the two sides of the coin. Yeah. Then you get a weird like I don't want to. A Dungeons and Dragons dice <laughs> out of this. Uh, Ginger says, what color would you dye your hair if you turned heel? Uh, I think that's a hard question for me and Luke to answer. Yeah. You've got facial hair. Um, oh, I don't know, but Ginger's already... Like, no one likes Ginger's anyway, so like I've already got the heelish color. If I turned heel, I would dye it all... Okay, so what's what's the most obnoxious color? I mean, if I if I had hair... I would say I'd go red because then it will remind people of that terrible Kazuchika Okada haircut. And oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe that will make people not like me. Yeah, I don't know. Make uh, tie-dye. <laughs> Beige. Uh, <laughs> Gabriel Reyes says, Happy to spend a bit of my birthday today with y'all. Oh, oh happy, happy birthday. birthday. Uh, Connor Shaw says, Hi, guys. It's my birthday today. Can happy I get a shout-out? Connor Shaw. Absolutely, Connor Two Shaw. consecutive Super Chats as well. Uh, Jade Star says, uh, Luke, please check your email. We talked about that one earlier. Yes, I did get it. Thank you very much. Um, I, I, as you can imagine, SummerSlam weekend, I need to get to emails. Sparks says, It would be awesome at, at SmackDown premiere on Fox. The Rock makes an appearance only to be interrupted and fall victim to the Fiend. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that's, that's big. A, that's a big... Big, big, big. I remember actually when The Rock was cutting his WrestleMania 32 promo. Oh, the big match against Rowan? Yes, but yeah. like he came out and he was cutting that promo, and then Bray Wyatt came out. Me and my friend were so excited. We were like, God, could you imagine a mm. Rock versus Wyatt feud? How amazing would that be? What we got was, you know, different. Rex Joseph Calmerin's back again to say, uh, title should have been Big Bobby Roode return. <laughs> yeah. Former 24-7 champion. Don't joke about that, man. The moustache is gone. Jack Benner says, Would you rather see Fiend versus Miz or Fiend versus Ray? Ray. Oh, but I think Miz would be a first good next opponent. But yeah, probably Ray would be better. Yeah, Ray. You're right. You're totally right. And he can kill his son as well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ray should adopt Dominic. And Dominic's (laughs) just sitting there like a kid in the Firefly Funhouse. I thought you were going to say sitting in the front row as a kid again where they have a ladder contract for the custody of him. Uh, Ryan B. Bad is back again saying, as a Canadian, I hate Canada being called Bizarro Land. Well, you are Bizarro Land. You keep booing baby faces. Don't worry, you'll get a Hollywood star (laughs) suit. Seth Goff says, the fiend is absolutely terrifying. How do you think Vince will ruin him? Uh, By cutting it down and sanitizing it. Uh, Will Adams, Luke Owen's number one fan, says, wait a minute, Sasha returned? This can only mean one thing. CM Punk return confirmed. I didn't even think of that. That's right. I mean, we're all all excited because the AEW TV show is promising us two CM Punk returns. Uh, Back Fandango says, did you guys see the video from the audience of Sasha wailing on Lynch with the chair? It was entertaining watching the camera guys tracking the chair. Yeah, it's it's a shame it's only like a two second clip, but yeah, the cameras are like moving massively up and down. It's quite funny to watch because there's three of them as well. There's three of them standing around it. It It's obnoxious. Jerry the Hero says, it's great and all that Sasha is back, but I do hope this will be the last we we get to hear of the whole, what? Sasha Banks is threatening to leave WWE because she didn't get things her way? 
don't know. I thought it was a really interesting story for the year. Yeah. I've really enjoyed yeah, it. It's one of the biggest things. Yeah. I've actually enjoyed covering it. I wish there was more news to come out like that. Craig Brown says, ever seen the Sonya and Mandy YouTube show, Demandy's Donuts? Liv Morgan was on a couple of weeks ago, hinting at a change of hair color for her character change. Sweet. Oh, that's the big thing. That, that's what I'll get her over. Ooh, wow. yep. I mean, work for Sasha Banks. No, the, gen- <laughs> <laughs> the heel turn worked for Sasha Banks. Uh, Vactors V. <laughs> Vactors V says, Robert Rude on Raw, mustache break. Boom, boom, boom. Hey, that's one reason to tune into my review later on. Because yeah. it's in there. There's a moustache break. In, in memoriam. I was going to say in memoriam. It's sad now. V. Ola says, WWE trying so hard to get people behind Seth again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's awkward. Bullet Club with multiple T's and B's says, Is Brock Lesnar Smackdown bowed after his loss at SummerSlam? I could see that happening. Certainly on Fox. They want the more sports-orientated show. Yeah. So, I mean, I've always figured that Brock and Ronda would be on SmackDown. If they were around, if they were around they'd be on that brand. Mr. Doback is back again saying, King Baron Corbin crying with laughter emoji. Oh, crying with sadness emoji. Yeah. Uh, Hartley Reaper says, Ollie likes DC so much. How do you feel about Ricochet's Nightwing attire? Yeah, Follow I loved from it. Hartley. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. I, I couldn't stop raving about it when we watched it live. Yeah. Uh, Sean In fact, Cut- actually, you were annoyed. Sorry, Pete. You were annoyed because he was dressed as Nightwing, but he had the Robin R yeah. for Ricochet, and you were like, but that's inconsistent. Yeah, that was that was the only bit that got me. <laughs> uh, Sean Cartier says, I'm the first to crap on WWE when it's bad, but just like you guys, I thought SummerSlam was awesome. Seems most reviewers aren't nearly as high on it. Yeah, I've seen so many people being like, oh, it was actually a really boring show apart from The Fiend, which I, I completely disagree with. I thought it was a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Craig Michael Conorton says, love you guys, Ray versus Fiend. Yeah, you know, that's a, it's a really good idea. I haven't thought of that. It's a good big win yeah. the Fiend can have next that means something. Yeah, totally. Danny Milhouse says, have you seen the Royal Quest card? See you guys yes. there. Yeah, and we bought our tickets today. I've been putting them off because I thought we could get freebies, <laughs> but we couldn't. So I bought that them backfired today. backfired on us. And we're sitting right in the rafters like Sting. It'd be us, Bailey. And, and Sting. Sting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we're very much looking forward to it. We'll Tana- organize a meetup or something. Yeah, that, that. we were talking about that when we were going to organize like a SWAF Nation meetup. Um, I'm really looking forward to Tanahashi Zack and um, Suzuki Akada. And Ishii Kenta. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, please. Graham Scrivener says I hope WWE <clears throat> does something for Sasha uh, and she gets a longer reign than previous. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Her previous title reigns have been a joke. She had one, one title defense of the women's titles. The tag titles, that is. Devante Lee says, was watching Raw with a non-wrestling fan and having to explain the rules of matches just makes me realise how stupid wrestling is, but I still love it. Yeah. I think a lot of them make sense, though. Well, you know, the stuff like titles can't change hands on a DQ. It doesn't make any that, that sense. One, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I did think that the ref looked like an absolute moron during that main event when AJ and Seth were both being counted out and the club just rolled AJ back in the ring. And, the, and the ref went, oh, seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrick Dedrick says, is King of the Ring a ploy to get Brock back in the title picture? <laughs> oh my Brock God. <laughs> That's what I want now. That's what I want. The internet will melt down and it will be hilarious. But he doesn't compete in any no, qualifying matches. It's just, the main event and he walks in. And I want it to be in the last two minutes of the match. He walks in, F5 someone and pins him and yeah. then is declared King of the Ring. And he's a two-time king of the ring. That'd be amazing. 
James Quinn says, Nikki grabbing Asko. Uh, we're not going to read that. Uh, <laughs> Alistair <laughs> Gammon says, mustache break. Yep. yep. Dum, dum, dum. It's too sad. Carry on. Yeah. Andrew Grodek says, Baron Corbin will be king of the ring. A lot of people going we for Baron. Uh, Tana Starika says, so in one night, the women's division got cool AF. Sasha's going to be the best heel in the company, my prediction. No Bray makes me sad, though. Love. Yeah, the more we talk about it, you could have just had a... Yeah. And a bit of theme thing, and, and Michael Cole could go, what was that? Or just a, you know, a video package. Yeah. Tomo comes in. Tomo! Tomo! Very, very ill Tomo, who said, not only did Seth injure Sting and Finn, but he also broke John Cena's nose. Yeah, God, yeah. that was brutal, that injury. Yeah. yeah. Um, hope you're feeling better, Tomo. Absolutely. Mr. Doe back is back again, saying, we need a theme for the OC. We have a theme for the OC. I'm not allowed to do it, though, because oh. people said they were annoyed. Yeah. But that just made you want to do it more, didn't it? <laughs> uh, Tweet It Down says, I hope they use King of the Ring to elevate a young talent again. Look at what Money in the Bank did for Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very good. Oh, my thing's just refreshed. Two seconds. Mr. Doback says, no, Bro- uh, no Brock Lesnar. He's on his farm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, hunting. Not, not watching Raw. Yeah. Kevin's back again. There's a lot of repeat uh, super chats today. That's awesome. Uh, he said the 24/7 title needs to involve more non-wrestlers. That would, that would make it funny, yeah. yeah. Like That's celebrity true. cameos and stuff. Yeah, God, put him on a talk, uh, cho- uh, a talk show, a talk show, and have Saturday Night Live. Yeah, radio shows, anything. KJ says, I hope Cole stops saying it's boss time now. Nah, you know, it's boss time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Tweet It Down says, Bliss might break Big Show's record of most turns. She already has. She's done that within this year alone. She did it within the other Raw yeah. alone. She's the worst. Uh, Hartley Reaper says, just boo Bliss. It's easy. I do it all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you have just a default, I'm going to boo you whatever, yeah. easier. Uh, Sean Turner says, Sasha is back. If she is heel, call her Liquid Boss. Was she Solid Boss before? One. Is that, is it, that a was legit boss? She was legit boss, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's an autocorrect thing. Possibly. Pirate King Jake says, Shane's going to win King of the Ring because he'll kick <coughs> Owens out of it. Best in the world. Yeah, maybe, maybe I can see on tonight's SmackDown, Shane screws Owens out of the King of the Ring mm. and takes him out of it. Joey the Dragon Venom Machine, who <laughs> still has the best name in the world, says, Rank Mick Foley's Persona's Best or Worst and Why? That's a very long question. Oh, which not, oh, we can I can't do, do why, but we could give you the headlines of uh, Cactus Jack number one, Mankind Dude Love. I'd almost go Mankind Cactus Dude Love. Yep. What about Mick Foley himself? That doesn't count. I know. Uh, Jobber JJ, Ollie Davis, number one fan. Thank you. Uh, it says, when I see Seth, I just want to turn off my TV. Also, not even the King of the Ring can escape the Baron Corbin vortex. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm worried if we keep talking about that, it might happen. So let's just not talk about Corbin and King of the Ring anymore. You might not have a choice with the Super Chats, though. Oh, God. <laughs> Kevin is back to say the most prestigious tournament in pro wrestling history is obviously the WWE World Cup to determine the best in the world at the global event named Crown Jewel. That's yeah. the one I was referring to. Yeah. Of course. Invoke Dragon says, what are your thoughts on AJ challenging Braun to a US title match? Well, surely Braun challenged. Oh, did AJ challenge him? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. and then that could be a really fun match because Braun gets to beat up Anderson and Gallows at ringside. AJ is in the perfect position to be protected all the time now because the OC just... Yeah. Cause a DQ at the end. I was going to say, just look forward to your DQ match next week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Forever314 says, Oh my, can it be? It is! Uh, it's boss time! <laughs> Why isn't that one retracted? <laughs> That's worse than any swear word or hate speech I've ever heard. Uh, Jeremy Bell says, Mania36, Fiend gets revenge feud on Orton. Huh, I don't think you even want to go back to that. I genuinely forgot about Orton. Why? Yeah. But we, uh, Cena, Undertaker, there's a lot more revenge. There's a lot more people Bray Wyatt has needlessly lost to <laughs> that he could get the win back at next year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Got a really nice super chat from Tomo here who says, Huge thank you to everyone. Hoping I can conquer this illness as quick as possible. This is one of the reasons why I love being part of the SWAF Nation. Love everybody. Love you oh, too, Tomo. mate. Yeah, love you too. Hope you feel better. Just a two-ball guy says, congratulations <laughs> to Orange Cassidy for AEW signing. Yeah, weird signing for AEW, considering they're also going for that more sports-based um, yeah. production to then sign Orange Cassidy. But I'm a massive Cassidy mark, so I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see him. I've seen uh, a lot of people down on it because of what you just said, but, you know, I, 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 I like the Fighter Fest presentation of here's comedy and here's the serious part. I, as a viewer, am smart enough to know what's the fun part and what's the serious part. I know it's all predetermined. No, I no, can pick yeah. and choose. So, like, I'm going to see. It's interesting to see if that is But the people who say, oh, but if you want a serious product, everything has to be serious and the comedy only has to be minimal. If that's actually an outdated way of thinking. I'm curious to see if that's the way. That's where I'm at with AEW at the moment. I, it's just it's trying to put together the pieces of what is this show going to look like? Because actually, Orange Cassidy might fit in perfectly fine mm. with it, and I'm excited to see how he's going to fit into that. At the moment, it's being the elite and Tony Khan's number fantastic. That's what I feel and like, And I yeah. don't know how those two work it, together. That's what I'm excited to see how that, yeah. that fits. But, you know, they signed Marco Stunt, so why not, Cassidy? Joba JJ says, To parents who complain about The Fiend, F off. That's <laughs> ah, one way to put it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's some letters from a language I don't know that says they try so hard with Rollins, I wonder if they finally gave up on Roman as the top guy. What do you think? Nah, they're just trying to rehab Rollins. Yeah. Roman, Roman's always forever number one. He's got. He's in the most focused on storyline in the whole company yeah. right now. He's just not around. The same Super Chatter comes back again to say, also has Bischoff started writing for SmackDown? Rumor is he's not writing for SmackDown. He was he's just there to be a go-between for like SmackDown. For like WWE and Fox and WWE and USA Network. He actually has no creative input. B says, Do you guys think Bray will wrestle as Firefly Funhouse host and not the fiend? I mean, if they want to sanitize it, then they're gonna uh -huh. have to go to that version, yeah. Uh if they don't sanitize it, I think he could, and I think it would be fine. Hmm. Like he's he's done so much with this character, there's so much depth, and he's such a good performer. I think if anyone could make that work, he could. Uh, Darren Dalton says, do you guys think Bray Wyatt will eventually have a match as just a Firefly Funhouse host, which is what we just answered. Mm. Would you want to see that side of him in the ring? Yeah, I yeah. just said, I, I'd be curious. I don't know if I'd want to, but like I said, I think he could make it work. Mm. Uh, Frog Kid says, the blue meanie is my pick for King of the Ring. That is an outside choice. Really? That's what we should have been Good called. odds on that one. We should have been calling Sasha Banks the blue meanie. Yeah. She was a proper little meanie yeah. in that segment. Uh, and finally, thank you to Jivanshu uh, Dua and Paul Peretta for super chatting, but with no message. Thank you all. Wow. Loads of super chats. 
So, as I teased in the intro portion of the show, we had this email in from Scott who said, Good morning, Luke, or afternoon, as it's across the point. Uh, looking forward to watching two across days of... Across the li- point? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I guess the pond? Maybe. Um, looking forward to watching two days of live stream. I just wanted to point out, with a possible point of clarification regarding rope breaks in no DQ style matches, that I know is a sore spot for you guys when they occur. While it is true that in a cage match, extreme rules match, etc., that a wrestler can't be disqualified for refusing to let go of a submission, in those cases, a fall or submission should still le- still. Hang on, a fall or submission still could not legally occur. The ropes are considered the beginning of out of bounds. Therefore, any limb touching or extending past the rope line means the competitor is outside of the rings regarding, uh, regardless of the type of match. That said, the five count should never occur in these situations because while the competitor can't submit, their opponent has no obligation to release the hold. The other exception to this would obviously be a false count anywhere match where there are obviously no boundaries. I'm not sure this will make any uh, less sense and frustrating for you guys, but I figured I'd at least shed a little light I have on the subject. Well, thanks for the help. Yeah, because I guess you can you can put a submission outside in a normal singles match you can lock on a submission in the outside ring area and you've got to a count of 10 theoretically mm. that's a good place to do damage oh, that's what I would have thought yeah yeah uh, but I d- it doesn't really clear it up for me and even if it does make sense which I don't think that does it WWE don't do enough to communicate that no there should not have been a rope break in a cage match no. Uh, Joshua Knox uh, had an email which was called Have a Bone to Pick. Ooh. Hey, Russell Crew and the SWAF Nations, minus Blake Ham. I have just one interesting question. We'll determine how it Better not be about Super Chats or iTunes reviews. <laughs> How does everything work at the Rest Talk studio? Is Ollie in charge of Screen Stalker or El Fakador? I just kind of want some behind the scenes look into how Rest Talk is run. It's always intrigued me. Love what you do and keep doing it. Love Josh, aka Ollie's number five fan, Luke's number three fan, Chopper's number six fan, Laurie's number five fan, Simon's number ten fan, SoCal fan number two fan, and Tobo's number fifteen fan. P.S. Luke, why didn't you give a proper review of The Lion King? That actually really upset me. I thought your review of Aladdin was great and was hoping for something like that. Just saying it wasn't really good. Just saying it wasn't good is a crap review. I just want to know why. I want to know what maybe you liked and you disliked. I think you have a great movie knowledge. I respect your opinion. Hope to hear from you. Uh, well, that's something we can look at in the future, isn't it? Because, I mean, the, the thing was, that normal review of Lion King that you had done was already a bit out of time. That's it, Because yeah. I think the Lion King had come out two weeks before. Which is the same thing happened with Aladdin. We did an in-depth Aladdin review, which I really enjoyed doing. I just did it as audio, and it was, you know, good fun to review and, and write. But by that point, the film had already been out, and no one cared anymore. Mm. And by that point, the Lion King, no one really cared anymore, so we thought it'd be funnier to just do it based around that level. And actually, when we watched the review back, it wasn't really that interesting. <laughs> uh, and how does how does Wrestle Talk and Screen Stalker work? I guess Laurie... Laurie heads up Screen Stalker, I would say. Should probably have a talk about who actually controls what. Mm. And then I can kibosh stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Laurie and Luke will say, we're calling the video this today. And I'll be like, no, you're not. Yep. Okay, you're calling it this, and you're covering this thing, because there's a Marvel story. <laughs> Um, or Brock has also emailed in to say, take out the iTunes reviews. It allows time for Ollie to return to his favorite drop segment, The Spoons. Well, I think I'm out of spoons, uh, but I'm looking at the... There, there are a lot of iTunes reviews <laughs> with a lot of emojis. Oh, Christ. <gasps> Look at that one. Oh, there's no way we can That's read a that. whole outro in itself, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it just... That is... We, we can't do that. We're one. looking at what I would say is about 130 emojis. 
Yeah, I'd say roughly. In fact, I mean, you'd be able to work it out because you can just count down One, and across. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Let's say eleven lines overall, yeah. and each line is made up of. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, Come on, Apple. That's annoying. Yeah. Uh, so actually, we're looking at over 500 emojis. <laughs> yeah. So for those who do not like the iTunes reviews, that one will just have the skip nice... Skip the bit. next few days. Yeah, skip the next few days. Because this is going to be a three-part <laughs> iTunes review. Um, bit of a clarification from last week as well. This comes in from Chris, who says, Greetings, Loke, Ollie, Laurie, Andy, Pete, Simon, and Blake Ham, you piece of crap. Did we discuss the Discourse Colony? Do you remember this? Discourse Colony. I emailed last week using the Rust Talk magazine in my English exam, and there was some slight confusion over the term Discourse Colony. We thought it might have been a typo. We weren't quite sure. We thought it might have been Discourse Column. Yeah, because discourse is a way of talking, yeah. uh, you know, like an argument. Um, yeah, why would Colony be in there? Well, he, he explains. Uh, he said, this is indeed what I meant to say, although your assumption of column was quite reasonable. I'd like to offer the briefest explanation of the name, but you don't have to read it in the podcast because it's honestly quite tedious. Well, that's, Oh, you that's overestimated What us. we live for. <laughs> the term comes from a colony of ants, where it rearranged, uh, if you rearrange the ants, you will still have a colony. Each ant will still perform its individual task, so the colony will still function normally. Basically, sequence does not matter. Huh. The principle can be applied to text, such as your list of award winners in the magazine, because the winners can be arranged in any order without change of the purpose or integrity of the list. I see. Uh, also, you could add more categories to take certain categories out, and the rest of the list would still be affected. This was the argument that allowed me to pass my exam. On the other hand, the rest talk 100 is not a discourse colony, because it's a ranked list, and sure. therefore the sequence matters. If you drastically rearrange the names, then the list would no longer serve its function. Apology for the long and hopefully not too boring email. From Chris. Well, that was very interesting. Mm. Uh, I've never heard colony used in that way, though. Yeah. Is that is that actually something that you've come up with? Or is is that a like a task that was set by your tutor or whatever? Find an example of a discourse colony. That's what I think is yeah. more like. I think it's, it's an actual thing within English. Yeah. Uh, do you want some Rusev, Hayes? Rusev, hey! This comes in from JVF, Jack Van Fleet, who says, Hey Luke, I was at NXT TakeOver Toronto last night and it was a great show. I was seated hard cam side, uh, which I saw in the photo below. Someone else who happened to be seated hard cam side not too far from me was Dr. Britt Baker. Oh, wow. There to cheer on Adam what? Cole. Oh, of course. I hadn't noticed until we were leaving as my friend accidentally bumped into her and although he hadn't realized who she was, I had, since it was quite chaotic, I couldn't get a photo, but I told her I was a fan and wished her luck at all out. Below the photo is to at least show that I was there since picture it didn't happen thanks for the time but what he sent us is a screen cap from the network and it's just circled a, por a portion of the fans <laughs> here's undeniable proof <laughs> uh, of a darkened crowd yep. where everyone mushes into each other but actually I can just about see yep she is performing a checkup on someone's teeth yes. so that is Dr. Britt Baker <laughs> yeah. uh, we've got this in from Richard who was standing I was standing at a oh, I love these sorts of emails listen to this for the start of a message I was standing at a urinal at an M6 service station. Oh, hello, mate. That is, that is British. <laughs> it is British. Um, when I noticed I had Joe Coffee on my left and Grado on my right. Oh, my God. You're about to get mugged. 
<laughs> Fair to say. I didn't make a deal of it at the moment, but as I went to grab a drink, both acknowledged me as the awkward guy in between them, and we kept ch- and we began chatting. Coffee was great and have uh, good insight into how NXT UK works and his love of football, and Grado was hilarious. Pixar, it didn't happen. Obviously, this was not at the urinal. But it is. You can see by that green wall, that is an M6 service station. Oh, uh, we could... Like, we could key out that green wall and put whatever we want behind and that's, that's a great well. that's a great rusev hay yeah because that like one of the i i do like the rusev hayes that happen at wrestling shows but the true rusev hayes have nothing involved with wrestling absolutely you just yeah. happen upon a wrestler yes and in a urinal at the m6 service station beautiful that's great uh, this comes in from um, James Connor, who says, Hi, I'm James. I've been a $10 backer for a while, and I've watched Wrestle Talk for longer. So here's where I live in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nick Eugene Dinsmore owns Midwest All Pro Wrestling, a little independent organization. It's a Washington thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they put on a special show during their MAP Super Summer Sizzler series where Eugene and Coachman had a Sioux Falls street fight. The Coachman. A kind, of t- a kind of part two to their match they had in WWE. Coachman was here to help bring awareness to organ, dona- uh, organ donations. Sorry. Something he's passionate about since his father got a heart transplant last, uh, last October. Uh, I too received a kidney transplant a year ago on August 1st. Had the honor of meeting Coachman's father and mother. A great show from great wrestlers and a good cause. Attached to a couple of photos. For the picture, it didn't happen. Thank you for all the content and thanks for everything you do. Keep up the great work. A huge fan, James Connors. PX, the lady in the pick is my best friend slash roommate, Tiffany. She would like a shout-out if possible. Well, unfortunately, we can't do that, but... Yeah, well, we need to get paid for that. Yeah, but there he is with Coachman. Ah, oh, he, he, he is a tall man. Yeah, the coach. And there he is with Eugene, who is doing the big Eugene pose. <laughs> yeah, bless him. And I like the fact, James, that you are doing the Triple H point. Yes. And in that photo, you kind of look like Rob Van Dam. Yeah. A little bit, with yeah, the hat but... and the tucked in. Also, shout-out to Tiffany. Yeah. We were only being of course. facetious. We're, we're being meanies. Uh, how long do you want to go for? Well, I think we're going to have to wrap it up if we want to get to these iTunes reviews. <laughs> okay. Well, people love it when we stop doing emails and people's correspondence. We'll have so one can... more email. Okay. In which case, then, let's do a get... <laughs> so, but, so, everyone, now, the iTunes reviews are now bonus content. <laughs> right? Yeah. God damn it. And we're going to have the iTunes reviews as a bit of a palate cleanser after this, because I got this email, and the, the person who sent this in said, you don't, I understand if this doesn't get read out, but I do want to read this out. Okay. But it comes in from Vacant. I am a special constable, voluntary police officer in the northwest somewhere. Last week, I attended one of the most difficult jobs we could possibly face, the unexpected death of a baby. Without going into any detail, you can imagine it was a pretty awful experience, all things considered. I was understandably feeling pretty down about the whole thing at the end of the shift, and I got into my car to drive home. And the usual Wrestle Ramble auto played as my primary driving companion. Despite what I'd just been through, the consistent, brackets, Lee brilliance, content from yourselves, actually brought a smile to me at some early hour of the morning. I just want to say a massive thank you for being a bright moment in what was otherwise a very dark day. I listened all the way home and honestly felt almost normal by the time I arrived. As with many, I'm currently frustrated with the current product and I've cancelled my network subscription. Despite all this, I'm still a pledge hammer and still listen to every podcast you put out as it really helps me get through after tough days and it's guaranteed to put a smile on my face after each and every show. I know you don't take compliments very well, but please take this one. You guys are awesome and that's a fact. Thank you for all the hard work, Vacant. Wow. Well, yeah. th- thank you. My, I, I come from a policing family, both my father and sister. So... 
That's a, that's a hella, hella shift. Mm-hmm. It does happen. Yeah, well, the best of luck to you, uh, Vacant. Thank you so much for, for everything you have done. Jesus Christ, man. How am I meant to do the iTunes re- Are you trying to kill the <laughs> iTunes reviews? Yeah, it's bonus content. He's going to put the most emotionally affecting stuff before my <laughs> beloved iTunes reviews. <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> Gokurai Green has given us a five-star review that really means nothing now (laughs) because of that lovely time with the boys. I thought that Solomonster Sounds Off, also a great wrestling podcast, was the only wrestling podcast that I needed. But I was bitten by the wrestling talk bug. Then it burrowed under my skin and laid eggs in my heart. Now those eggs are hatching and the feeling is indescribable. I have been... That's probably... Yeah, you want to look into that. I have been listening to the show since the t-shirt, wall days and they quickly became part of my regular podcast rotation. They really do put out top-quality shows with vicarious consistency. Wow. I definitely don't think... I don't think what you've read in is a word, so I've turned it into a word. Okay. Vicarious. This is... Voracious. Sorry, it is. It's voracious. It just looked weird. Voracious consistency. Now I have two favourite wrestling podcasts that I love to download every week. Oh, thank you very <laughs> much. I, uh... Solomon's The Sounds Off was my first. Mm. Love him. I, that, I, kind of my first wrestling podcast that I probably got into. Yeah. And as you do, a podcast was mine. Yeah. I didn't have uh, an off-screen relationship with Jason Solomonster. Although Jason I suppose, Solomon. I suppose, would you say Wrestling Observer Radio counts? I never downloaded yeah. it as a podcast, though, because obviously it's behind the paywall mm. and it's a bit difficult to get into an Apple device, so I just used to listen to it on the website. Um, and what's a, a quicker one? Uh, SK Knight 00001, this is a review. The Wrestle Talk podcast meets the basic standards of a podcast <laughs> as stated by the definition of the term. <laughs> and then he's quoted what a podcast is <laughs> from Wikipedia. A podcast is an episodic series of digital audio or video files which a user can download to listen. <laughs> So what better compliment to give the Wrestle Talk podcast than to say that it is, in fact, a podcast. Oh, my God. Footnote, I'm glad I stumbled upon one of your raw reviews a little over a year ago. You guys have become an integral part of my daily commute. You produce excellent content. Well, steady on. And I can't <laughs> wait until you guys hit the hill to one mil. Ian subscribers, greetings from... Ah, what is that flag of mine? Do we have a look? What do you think that is? Which one? That one there. Oh, it's, it's um, uh, 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 Chile, I think. Is it? I believe so. Let me just just confirm that. Chilean flag. It's 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 where TJP's from. It's not the Philippines. It's not the flag of Chile. Philippines. People are listening on the edge of their fairness, seat right now. In the flag right of now. Chile is not too dissimilar. Could be could be the Philippine flag. No, it's not. What do you, are you, are you sure? Look, look, look. The Philippine flag has two yeah. bits of colour, uh-huh. and the iTunes review has three stripes. Oh, bugger. It looks like someone's drawn the US flag from memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't have enough but, Which space. makes me think, is it a Hawaiian flag? Because if it's got the red stripes in it, that would make me think it's ho- it's like, you know, connected to America. No. Nope. Oh, it's got the British flag wow, on we, it. I didn't know we owned that one. Do we? Is that <laughs> one of our colonies? Oh, I'll check in on it. <laughs> um, okay. Is that part of Brexit? I don't know. Okay, well, SK Knight, multiple zeros, one. Uh, greetings to you two. Yes. God, Andy would know. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not here now. 
He's just doing the website stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 that sounded so bleak. That, I was going to say, I said that, and then I said, I said it makes it sound like we fired him. Well, we absolutely didn't. He's just working on the website. Anyway, that is all we've got time for for this episode of the podcast, which has run long due to your very welcome bonus content. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the SmackDown review and more of your emails. Very much looking forward to hearing from you and speaking to you once again. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.